0: Hi there, welcome to episode one of Ask Paul Kirtley. In this episode, we're going to talk about everything, including the kitchen sink. We're going to talk about knives, we're going to talk about books, and we're going to talk about kitchen sinks. So, first question.
1: Edu or edu asks, what's the ideal bushcraft knife? Four, five or six inches? Steel? Handle material? Sheath material?
0: Okay, so edu, edu, whatever you want to be called. Thanks for the question. Um, It's a common question. People want to know what's the best knife to get for bushcraft and it's really a personal thing. Everybody's different. And I know and it sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but everybody is different. Some of the people who work for me, for example, one guy is six foot seven. I've got females who are five foot two, five foot three. Um, everything in between, hand sizes are different. Level of strength is different. Um, what you want to get out of the knife is different. Um, so I would say as a general purpose, something is about the length um, the length of the blade is about the width of your palm. That's a good starting point for your size. So if you're a bit bigger you go for a slightly bigger knife, if you're a bit smaller go for a slightly smaller knife. Unless you're going for a specialist carving knife of course where generally you want something that's quite short and with quite a stubby little handle so you can do nice powerful cuts. But for a general bushcraft knife, 4, 5 or 6 inches are going to be suitable for somebody. 6 inches is probably the longest you know, for a general purpose bushcraft knife, you could probably even go a bit shorter than four inches if you're a bit smaller. Um, But for for a general answer, I would say go about sort of four, four to five inches is a good general sort of size. But if you want a a ruler thumb, go across across the palm of your hand, that's a good size. So for example, um, those of you that are watching the video, you can see that my knife there is just a little bit longer than the breadth of my thumb and the palm of my hand. Um, In terms of steel, again, common high carbon steel, um, 01 tool steel, if you're buying a, a handmade knife or a custom made knife, is a good place to start. It's not an expensive steel, it's not a fancy steel, but it works well, it holds an edge well but it will potentially corrode if it gets wet and stays wet so if you've got it in a leather sheath and the sheath is wet for an extended period of time even a day or two it will corrode so if there's a chance of that maybe you want a stainless steel um rwl 34 is a very good stainless steel and um, holds a very good edge and actually i'm beginning to prefer that to 01 carbon steel. So my recommendation at the moment would be start looking at some really good quality stainless steels. They tend to be more expensive though, so that's that's the downside. For a similar sort of quality, they tend to be a bit more expensive in terms of in terms of quality of what you want the knife to do. In terms of how easy it is to sharpen and how easy it is to how, how good the edge retention is. And then in terms of sheath material, um, again that's a personal choice. Um, if it, if it's going to get wet um if the sheath's going to get wet then maybe go for and you've got a carbon steel knife go for a plastic sheath um if you're getting a a custom-made knife go for a kydex sheath if you've got a, a bog standard mora it comes with a plastic sheath and that's easy to dry out um my concern for example if i'm doing a canoe trip if i've got a carbon steel knife and i fall in it's not going to damage anything particularly i can dry the knife off really quickly but then the sheath is going to be wet for a day or two and that's going to corrode my knife which is why i prefer a stainless steel knife now um, but if you're worried about uh, a car if you want to use a carbon steel knife but you're worried about the sheath being wet for an extended period of time get a plastic sheath for it um, those are my general recommendations um, obviously um, everybody's a little bit different in terms of the sizing but that's my uh, That's my general recommendation. Good question, thanks. What's the next one?
1: Sean asks, have you any plans to write a book covering the skills you have learned and stories of your many adventures?
0: Good question, Sean. Um, And enjoy your podcast, thanks. Um, So, yeah, it's a good question. Um, Quite a few people have asked me recently if I'm going to write a book, either about skills or about some of the adventures. And I think this idea of combining... um, some stories about adventure with some of the actual skills is a good one because i think the skill side of things has been covered pretty well and both in terms of books that are you know very old And also there's some very good recent books with with skills in there's also some fairly poor books with skill you know sort of skills in um you know publishers like to try and put things in particular categories they'll try and find a big publisher will try and find a book to put into a category they're not always that good but there are some very good books out there with skills and also there's some good travel writing there's some good adventure writing but i think the combination um, might be something that uh, is certainly something i do on my blog and i could extend into a book so yeah i will look at that but i'm also I'm also wary of the fact that writing a book is a big uh, it's a big endeavor and anybody that I've ever met that's written a book says that uh, it's kind of like a sort of masochistic uh, exercise Um, and I'm not sure I'm ready for that side of it yet but uh, yeah I'm building up to it I think And, and the more people prod me with pointy sticks and send me tweets saying we'd like to read that sort of thing I think that might push me over the edge at some point so watch this space Sean watch this space thanks for the question
1: Tim asks, which knots should you use to tie up a tarp versus a hammock?
0: Tarp versus a hammock. Okay, good question, Tim. Um, I think a lot of people can get hung up on specific knots for specific reasons. There's a helicopter going around in the background there. You can probably hear it on the audio, but we'll, well, I don't think it'll spoil things too much. Um, you can use the same knot, particularly the one that you start off your tarp line with. If you do a event hitch, you can use the same, even if it's a piece of tape around the tree, even if you've gone around the tree twice for you to start off your hammock, you can still use that event hitch to, to start off the, the tying process. And you can use it on the other end as well. Pull it as tight as you can, use the event hitch on the other end. The thing I would say though, if you're using any knots that are quick release, then you've made it quick release by passing a bite through as the event is, you've basically got one pull and the thing comes away with a hammock i would put the i'll put another bite through and pull it tight so that you can do one two before the thing comes undone and you end up on the floor and do that at both ends but use the event hitch at both ends that'll work well good question tim and if you <laughs> here's a, here's a, here's some uh, shameless self-promotion if you uh, if you don't know the event hitch there's some videos um, that show you how to do all the tarp knots um, on my YouTube channel and on my blog and I will link to the event hitch um, on the video and I can stick in the show notes I'll stick a, a little link through to that as well so if you want to learn that knot if you don't know it if you're listening to this you there'll be a link for you to learn that knot hey Paul it's uh, Mark Yates here from big man in the woods podcast um, my question to you is about knives I um, Basically, I've been in the whole camping and scouting scene for about six years now And I've been using the really cool Moira robust knife, but now I feel it's time to to upgrade it step a step up It shall we say um, But then I'm in two minds do I do I upgrade the knife or using that saying? Don't change it if it's not broke, you know, I love my robot robust knife, but um, When I do courses or go out camping with other people I see they've got, you know, nice big big knives uh, and I'm getting kind of jealous. What do you recommend? Stay with my more robust knife that I'm happy with, or do I upgrade and get a proper full tang knife? And um, looking forward to your answers. And keep up with the podcast. Loving your work, Paul. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Good, good question mark thank you and loving the stuff that you're doing on the uh, big man in the woods podcast at the moment the tick stuff was was really good so looking forward to what you've got coming coming in the in the near future so this is the classic question you know people have a mora knife and they get given them on a bushcraft course or somebody buys one for them or they buy it for themselves to start off with and they're great knives and they're certainly any beginner i would say get a mora knife don't worry about getting anything more expensive and um, partly because when you learn to sharpen you're going to mess things up a bit to start off with and do it on a cheaper knife rather than a more expensive knife. That's just a monetary thing. Um, And then in terms of the the crux of your question for me though, is the full tang versus not having a full tang knife. That's the key thing. And the rest is really about aesthetics. And we'll come back to that in a second. Um, The question for me is if you're in a position where if your knife breaks, if the handle breaks or you can't use your knife, if that's a real issue and it can't be replaced, then you need a full tang knife. Um, because if you're on an expedition and your knife breaks and it can't be resupplied, clearly you're in the middle of nowhere, then that then causes you an issue. So the, the thing with the Mora is it's a tab tang knife and they don't break very often, but I do see one or two of them break every year on our courses. It's almost without exception when people are battening, um, the handle splits away from the knife. Um, It's just because the the handle is molded around the blade and the tab tang of the blade. And at some point, enough force is exerted and that will break away, splits the handle. Another plane going over. We've got helicopters and planes and all sorts going over today. Um, Peaceful, quiet countryside here. Um, So the, the point is with a full tang, that isn't going to happen. You've got one solid piece of metal. Um, Now, whether it's handmade or part handmade or hand finished, um, that's going to, to a large extent, that's going to determine how expensive it will be. You know, and what you're paying for is not so much the materials, although there will be some more material cost to a nicer knife, as you put it. Um, Than a mora, um, but a lot of it, a lot of what you're paying for is all that hand finishing, that hand making, hand stitching of a nice leather sheath, for example. That all adds up, you know, man hours of, of or woman hours um, of work, and that's largely what you're paying for. You're paying for the craftsmanship. Um, O1 tool steel as often um, handmade knives are made of, is not that expensive. Um, The the major cost is um, of the hand making and so it's really unless it's critical you've got a full tang knife it's really an aesthetic question of do you want to have a nice thing you know you're working with something quite regularly it's nice to have nice tools Um, and there's an argument that if you've got nice tools you make nicer things Um, it's the whole argument that Apple have about having nice um, MacBooks and nice iMacs you know people like using them creative people like using them because it makes them it's a nice thing to use in that creative process and it's the same with your tools um and um the 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 thing about uh, the thing about morris is if if you're going to be battening again if you want to do a lot of battening again even if you're not um far away from home um that's where i see them break so if you're going to be wanting to do a full range of things or you want a nice tool to use then yep yeah, upgrade to a full tang knife whether that's you know almost all kind of machine made or whether it's completely handmade, depending on what price you want to go for, go for it. But otherwise, if it's just whittling and uh, using it close to home, where if it breaks, it doesn't really matter. Stick with what you've got, save your money, spend it on something else. Spend it on a trip, buy a canoe, do something else.
1: George says he really likes your videos and was wondering what the name of your folding kitchen sink is called
0: okay george that's that's a good question so um, if you haven't seen my videos um the the, the particular video that that george is talking about there's a couple of videos that 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 features in i have this little folding sink which folds up a bit like a pop-up tent and it goes inside my billy can i use that for washing um, washing myself washing clothes it's a five liter it's actually called a kitchen sink and it's made by c2 summit c2 summit and i'll put a link to that um on my blog as well in the show notes to this um so that you you can find it but that's what it is C to summit 5 liter kitchen sink easy question george thanks cheers that's everything for today super well thank you very much for watching thanks for your attention um thanks for listening if you listen to this on a podcast send your questions in i want more questions send me questions about bushcraft stuff as well not just about kit Um, kit questions are always good i'm you know i use stuff and i'm happy to help where i can but ask me questions about the nature stuff um the bushcraft stuff the material skills happy to answer those sorts of questions as well Tweet me um, at pkurt, that's p k i r t, and use the hashtag Curtley, or send me an email. Um, via my blog via the contact form you can do that again put ask paul Curtly" in the title so i can find it in my inbox and finally if you go to the ask paul page of my website there is a um, button there where you can record and leave me a message so that's the quickest way to leave me a message like mark did in this episode um, and it's nice to hear somebody's voice um, asking the question as well so thanks to everybody who asked questions if your question didn't get featured in this one check out episode two which will be coming soon more questions coming there and uh, speak to you soon thanks